Hi everyone, welcome to the first proper episode of The Tech Stack. This is a podcast exploring the tech industry from companies to technical innovations and of course the people who make it all possible. And uh, today we're joined by one of those people. We have Nilo Ramani with us, a site reliability engineer and passionate women in tech advocate. Nilo, welcome. Thanks Joe, I'm excited to be on your show today. Well, it's a pleasure to have you here, and we're going to be discussing promoting and supporting women in technology in a moment. But first, I'd love to hear a little bit more about you and what first got you into this industry. Yeah, I was very fortunate where I was able to find that passion for STEM and the engineering field at a very young age. I think for as long as I can literally remember, probably even before kindergarten, I had female influences in my life who went after the STEM field, so like engineering, um, and that really helped inspire me. And it never made me feel like, oh, that's that's above and beyond my, my league. I can't do that. I always felt empowered. Um, and so combining that empowerment with finding something that you actually love doing was essentially what's driven me to keep going. So um, I, I always loved math. I felt like math made me feel confident. I always wanted to go for like the most difficult courses I could find. And, you know, obviously going into college, I carried through and studied electrical engineering for my undergrad. What I loved about that is that kind of helped me understand all parts of technology. So not just the software, but like what's inside our devices, you know, how does software play into that as well. And so I think that also gave me the analysis skills I needed. And then I just, just actually finished up my computer science degree. Um, so I have my master's in computer science. And I think that's also helped close any gaps in my knowledge with, when it comes to computer software. So now I feel like I have this like world of knowledge that I'm finally ready to just start going out there and applying. Great to have those role models from such an early age, I imagine, because when talking about diversity in many different industries, one conversation that always comes up is, can you picture yourself in that role? Uh, I'm a big fan of Formula One and they're trying to bring in not just women but diverse hires across the board and they're aware they need to have people on screen who are in those positions so a young girl can go for example oh I can be an F1 driver. I feel like in nature humans have to be inspired by something that's usually the way we find our passions and so yeah a lot of times you can break into a field and be the first but what really helps is having that depiction of someone doing it you know, so like in your Formula One example, if I was young and I had that passion for Formula One and I saw a woman on the team on TV, that would make me more inclined to feel like, OK, I can do this, too. So I definitely agree with that sentiment. So we connected on Instagram, which is an interesting platform, especially when it comes to both business and influencing people, one that offers endless opportunities, really. Uh, your handle is she devops and one of the first things people will see is your tagline which i liked female tech domination so how important is that as a tool to you and actually promoting this subject so it's funny um just talking about instagram i have been an avid user for a while but always like a private user i always saw instagram as like that platform where you know, you sort of showed off to your family and friends and the whole concept of influencing was very sort of foreign to me. I thought that was just for women who wanted, you know, to be beauty influencers or people promoting their e-com um, companies. And then I started to see that there's this whole community of technologists 
developers, engineers sharing like a world of knowledge. And so while it isn't very, you know, easy for me to kind of put myself out there, I thought, why not? Why wouldn't I want to be a part of something like this? Because not only can I benefit from it, but, you know, I feel like my philosophy in life is everything is very, is a balance of giving and taking. And I've had so many wonderful mentors in my life. And I think that you can only take so much until it's time to give back a little bit. And so if I can help even one girl who's kind of on the border of figuring out if she can do this, um, you know, and some something I post, you know, triggers something in her that says, okay, I think I can break down this concept and jump right in. That to me would mean the world. So I think Instagram is actually becoming a very important tool for, you know, us in the technology field as well. Yeah, one thing I've noticed in particular is the number of pages which are set up to support a community. So you have lots of women in STEM groups. Uh, they're usually broken down into locations like UK or New York. And uh, what they do, I'm sure you've seen these, uh, they'll pick a female techie just to highlight who they are and get a conversation going. So they'll say, let's chat about what they do. Yeah, I love it. And and like I said, I feel like it's our responsibility as women to help other women get into this field because, you know, I was fortunate enough to have this interest and, you know, people supporting me in following my passion and, you know, getting the opportunities I've been able to get. So I think that it's sort of my responsibility to also help other people do that. And I think it's a wonderful platform to do so. I mean, I not even I haven't even been on it for that long and I get all sorts of great questions all the time. And I feel like it's nice to do work, but when you're doing something that's not so almost I don't want to say selfish, but not just about you and your work, it's it, it's a good feeling. So has it given you a bit of an extra push as well since being on there? Have you noticed that obviously you're seeing the results you wanted and has it inspired you even more to continue to post and maybe to do more outside of Instagram? Yeah, definitely. I think that this opened a whole different world I never envisioned for myself. I um, have always been that kind of person who would like put their head down, do their work. And I didn't, I don't really talk a lot at work. I mean, especially now in recent years, it's changed because I have taken a little bit more of a leadership role um, with my career. But prior to this, it was always just put your head down and finish your task. And I think this is a whole new world I never envisioned for myself, but I definitely love it because I think that, you know, we have this platform that allows us to demystify some of these concepts that, you know, are not even offered in a college curriculum. You know, I think that a lot of the knowledge that you need from technology is just open and free on the internet. And so just being a part of being able to write a blog post or, you know, post a simple picture with a fact that helps people kind of shape their mentality, demystify a concept. Like for instance, for me a few years ago, AI, machine learning, those were concepts I thought you just had to be a brainiac to understand. Um, it wasn't until I sort of took a, a deep dive into the concepts with my master's program and and I had to put the hours in. It's not easy. You have to have the passion for it. And so I put the hours in and I realized, okay, you know, this is achievable. This is this level of knowledge is attainable for me. And so if I can, you know, just find the right person to describe this the right way so that I can understand it, I can I can pick this up. And that's that's my goal. Maybe someone out there is like me, they think like me. And so the way that I might describe a concept it will click with them better than just watching, you know, a online tutorial that's, you know, sort of assuming you have historical foundational knowledge or reading a textbook that also assumes you you have the basics down. 
Yeah, and I've noticed you doing this on Instagram. Uh, if we take a look at your posts, I think one recently was quite simply, what is DevOps? So are you using it in this way as a good inroad for someone who would have maybe heard of DevOps but wants to explore it a little bit more? Yeah, um, it's funny you bring up DevOps because DevOps almost don't like using it anymore because they just assume that, okay, that's that's just the culture now. That's the tech culture. Um, and that might be in, in Silicon Valley, but not all technologists live there. And there's a lot of places still doing things the old way. And I think that we need to realize that not everyone might be up to par with the same level of knowledge or understanding of a concept. And so, yeah, I, I'm not going to shy away from breaking down a concept when everyone else just assumes, oh, you should know this by now, because someone might not. And so, you know, I think just even no matter how old the concept is, no matter how long it's been out there or if it's buzzwordy, sometimes there are people out there who still don't understand what it is. And, you know, that's why I posted that, because I feel like the, the word is used very loosely and um, just kind of giving people some history and um, a very simple, short explanation might help, you know, frame their mind into understanding a concept. There's a lot of ways to interpret it, and I think there's a lot of room for interpretation. I think if you just understand the overall culture, um, then it's perfectly fine if you define it a little bit different than someone else does. Let's get back to women in tech. I'm conscious not to go too far off topic. Uh, we mentioned Instagram is uh, a good tool for things like this, but what about actually in the workplace and how individuals and companies are also doing their utmost to advance both supporting women who are currently in these roles, but also encouraging the next generation? What have you seen that is A, being done right, uh, or B, would you like to see more of? I love that you brought this up because women in diver women in tech diversity in tech is more than just branding i don't want people to only talk about this on instagram but do it behind the scenes and when i posted a story recently about tech fellow and my experience with tech fellow uk i made sure to highlight the fact that you guys don't just describe women in tech on like your website or on your your instagram it's something that i saw like firsthand in practice whenever I was speaking with Paul, who was the senior consultant who worked with me, um, and he was who I referred to as my my life coach, like my therapist these past few months. I mean, he's just been like a beacon of hope in my career because I've never had anyone work so well with me. I mean, there was never a sense of frustration, never pressure on my end, or, um, you know, he never seemed frustrated, just very professional, calm and collected. And I honestly couldn't have asked for a better interaction. And I feel like a lot of times when we would talk about certain roles, he himself would bring up, hey, their their leader is a woman. And I think that's one of the things that I find so important in any company. I'm to the point in my career where if I look at a company, it's not just about the name. It's not just about the the technology they're using. I would say probably the most important thing is, do I see a depiction of myself in their leadership? And that was something that he always made sure to kind of do some research on. Um, and so I think more companies need to do things like that. And, you know, one thing I like to say is diversity and women in tech is more than just, you know, putting a tab in your website and saying we support, you know, diversity and inclusion. It has to be something that you practice and it needs to be part of embedded in your in your business plan. I think that aside from the moral benefit to it, 
you are also benefiting your business in so many different ways. I mean, you wouldn't use the same tool in your tech stack, right? For every single thing you diversify your tech stack. And so that falls into your, your hiring. And I think that more companies need to realize that it's, it's not very black or white just because someone has all the right skills doesn't mean that's necessarily the best hire. Maybe that person who has just a little less, but will bring something new to the table, it will benefit you more in the long run. Because in the end of the day, if they love what they're doing, if they remain loyal to that mission or that company, they're going to pick up and learn and, and contribute the same way. But just having that different perspective, that different point of view in your culture is invaluable. So a lot of companies are growing and trying to change. They are trying to embed this cultural shift into their very core. Uh, It won't happen overnight, but does there need to be a bit more outreach to diversity and STEM at a younger age? I'm not really sure what age that would start, but should some of the larger and truly tech-driven firms be reaching out to more schools, doing more open days and offering more apprenticeships, things like that? I think that, yeah, you you definitely are on the right track there. There needs to be more internal activities, organizations, and efforts in making sure that women have this interest at a very young age. I think one of my personal passions would be one day to pursue something along the lines of reaching out to women who may not have access to a computer. And so if you look at your kind of less fortunate areas in the United States, and some of them might be really brilliant. They just don't have a computer. They don't have access to this technology. So doing something as simple as providing them with a laptop and maybe doing a two-day course on writing like a hello world statement in the programming Mm -hmm. language, that little, in my, what I consider little bit of effort and money might completely change our future because then you're having people who will not only contribute to our technology, but you're, you're helping them get out of what's potentially a, you know, bad situation for them by finding what might be a passion. So I think that there are companies I've, I've seen, I've seen it happen. I've worked for bigger companies where there'll be little kind of organizations or kind of subgroups where they, where they go out and do similar things. But I think it needs to become something that's like regulated, (laughs) like it, it Mm. needs to be normalized. It, you know, it should almost be a requirement that if you're a technology company, what are you doing um, to basically spark the interest of, of future generations? Are you taught any coding languages at an early age in the US? Uh, I never was when I was in school, not that I would have been any good anyway, but I know the in their teenage years now, they're learning Python. Uh, so I just wondered if that's something similar in the States or does it still need some time to develop? Um, you know, at least with me and then like the kids I know nowadays, I don't think it's something that's, you know, kind of prioritized. Um, for me, I, my first line of code, unfortunately it was when I was, I think 17 years old and that might not seem old, but to just write a line of code, I think that that was definitely too late. Um, you know, anything I did with STEM related to Um, anything related to STEM beforehand was always sort of more hands-on building robots. But in order to get to that point, my parents would have to put me into these camps. So yeah, I think that there needs to be a very radical change in our education system. We need to be teaching more sort of relevant skills, especially in, in the world of technology, because technology is going to affect 
everything and it is it affects everything so mm -hmm. just even understanding code will be really important for kids and i feel like why would you wait until college to write hello world um and that's something that like i i have a nephew who you know i started making him write python at like 10 years old oh, and brilliant. I, I yeah and you know some of them some of my at least the kids in my family like my siblings will go out of their way to sort of put them in STEM programs, but these things cost a lot of money. It's not accessible. So I think that having an accessible, like normalized curriculum for a programming language, it's not like it's going to cost <laughs> schools extra. I think that it needs, and that's another thing that needs to be embedded into our educational system. The, the first time that someone learns about AI and machine learning really shouldn't be when they're in their 20s or in college. It should be at an early age. Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? If you think back to certainly the schools in the UK, um, we would have learned something more along the lines of a traditional trade like carpentry or metalworking. Not that those skills aren't still valuable, but you're right about how technology is already affecting us and it's only going to continue to grow all around the world. So just to encourage people to go, uh, look, this can be a job for you. You can build an app, you can build a bit of software and to make a life out of that, I guess people need to see that from a bit of an earlier age. Or just understand how it works, even if they don't want to do it, they don't find it interesting. Understanding how it works definitely wouldn't hurt. I mean, there's a lot of things we learned in, in elementary and middle school that I have never used. <laughs> so if I if that was one of the things that I had to learn and never used, it wouldn't be the worst thing. So No, very true, but useful to have it anyway. So we mentioned earlier you've been working with us during your recent job hunts. Uh, really pleased to hear you've enjoyed your experience with us and Paul Hudson in particular, who's uh, been the consultant looking after you. I know he'll be thrilled to hear that. Uh, going into a, a job change can be quite daunting for anyone, um, whatever your walk of life. Even approaching those thoughts of, oh, do I want a new job? Am I satisfied with my current company? Could I be pushed a bit harder? What would your advice be to someone who's at that stage of thinking about the next step in their career? I can talk from my experience um, and everyone's is going to be different. When I first started out in my career, my number one priority was just as taking in as much knowledge as I possibly could have. And so I always tried to position myself where I could find a mentor who was willing to share what they know. And that is so important in a technology career because you can only Google so much or read so much when when someone is willing to take the time to actually be hands on and show you or unblock you with like, you know, maybe you have a, a code bug and, you know, you don't want to spend 10 more hours trying to figure it out. And mm -hmm. someone who's more leader, like in a more leader, larger leadership position than you comes in and says, hey, I know exactly what this is in two minutes. That's going to save you much more time. And you're also going to learn from the way that they think. So finding a mentor is extremely important. But I, I would say if you're in the early stages of your career, finding a mentor and ensuring that you're trying to take on as as much knowledge as you possibly can, because it's if you just kind of silo yourself into one programming language or just one software or piece of software, eventually you're going to get to a point where you're going to have to learn more later on in your career. So just being open minded and taking you know as much in as you can is very important. Um, obviously don't be just a complete workhorse and work 24 seven, but if you're passionate about it, then, then definitely keep an open mind when it comes to technology. And I would say now my priorities a few years in have changed in the sense that 
yes, the technology is a huge priority for me. I want to make sure that I'm working in a culture that understands what it is to have an engineering culture. I've worked in roles where it was more like, let's check the box and make the client happy. Um, and that's going to be something I will probably always run into at some point. And it's fine, but there needs to also have like there needs to be that sort of backing in your in your organization where they understand that you as an engineer want to sort of express your creativity. And even if it's not something that's immediately required or immediately going to be profitable, it's important that you go out and learn and con contribute, even if it's not something that will make you or the company money right away. And so I would say now that's exactly what I look for is I want to make sure I can express my creativity, contribute in ways that aren't just so black and white. I, I might come up with an idea to to fix something that, you know, maybe the, the team before didn't see. And I, I want that sort of freedom to be able to contribute. And I would say, I, just to reiterate what I mentioned before, what's most important to me right now, this, you know, at this stage of my career is ensuring that the culture is really important and not to open up a new can of worms, but I think going back to women in tech, more companies and I think you asked uh, me about this earlier, more companies need to ensure that their cultures are also inclusive. And so I've seen a lot of women sort of kind of take a back seat because they have children or get skipped over for a promotion. And a lot of times when you walk into these tech companies, it's it's almost like there's this cool aura of we're a bro culture. And I've seen like the beanbag chairs and the the um, you know air hockey tables and like the certain types of beer in the fridge and I think that that's great that's fun but is that inclusive to everyone is that inclusive to every single person there and if you're building an entire culture around being that fun you know Silicon Valley like um, sort of I don't know how else to explain it besides saying bro culture and that shouldn't be your only goal those are nice things to have but that might not necessarily attract a diverse hire or a woman in tech and so that's what I look for. I want to make sure I'm not walking into a team of 25 male engineers where all the leadership kind of team are friends with each other. And I know there's really not going to be much room for me to break in. So I think now in, in my career, I value the culture, the kind of ethics and overall sort of career trajectory of where I might be in five, 10 years at the company. I guess important for people to truly evaluate, uh, not to make decisions too quickly. So get a good understanding of what you want and try and picture yourself in that company down the line as well, because it might look good on the face of it, but actually if it's not right, it's always worth taking a bit more time to consider whether it's the right time to take that leap or is it even the right one to take? Exactly. Um, I know there was a lot to dissect, but I feel like just sharing my experience will help others draw conclusions faster than maybe I did. I would say don't also the one thing I would advise people breaking into this career or looking for the next step to not get so entangled in getting into that big tech company or like the company with the big name, because a lot of times you might have that fun name on your resume, but will you actually be loving what you're doing on a day-to-day. -day. I mean, you're talking most of your life here, like what you're doing every single day. And so try finding something that really aligns with your values and, and passions. And so that's why I worked with you guys for so long, because I wanted to make sure I, I found that. And I would literally evaluate every little thing on my criteria from culture, the tech stack, 
career trajectory and just ensuring that I'm going to be building something and doing what I love. And so for me, that's personally building things from the ground up and being able to contribute consistently in an engineering culture. So I might not get that at like one of the big top, top tech companies, because maybe the position that I'd be hired for, it's just maintaining someone else's code. So that would be another piece of advice is don't necessarily, while those are exciting opportunities, don't necessarily shy away from the smaller um, companies or, you know, the companies that don't just do tech alone, because you might be missing out on a lot of great opportunities. I think that's very good advice. And from our point of view, it's something we see as well. People approaching us who are at the big tech firms and feel like they're doing too much ops work, really, um, not having that scope to innovate, feeling like a small cog, um, which obviously does happen in some firms. But those which are really passionate about their techies and continuing to develop new technologies and really push it forward, they're the ones who, as a technologist there, you're going to feel your worth a lot more and see the impact. Yeah. And it, it doesn't matter if it's at a big company or not. It, mm-hmm. All that matters is that you love what you're doing. So definitely. Well, look, I think that's a nice note to end on. So thank you so much for your time and all the best with the job change. Thank you. I'm super excited. And thank you again for having me and to Techfellow UK in general for being such an imperative part of this career change. Um, I'll definitely keep in touch with you guys and excited to see what's to come. And would you like to remind everyone where they can find you on Instagram? Yeah, so I'm currently at SheDevOps. So definitely follow me, send me a message and we can connect. I see from there you've started blogging recently as well. Yeah. And so if you go to shedevops.tech, I have a couple of blog posts I've been working on. Um, Right now, it's mainly around infrastructure as code in Terraform, but I definitely will be releasing more blog posts in the future. Great. Well, we'll uh, all keep an eye out for the next blog. And once again, thank you very much. So much, Joe.